Let's go. Hello, welcome to the Live of Depth Football Podcast, where Aaron Webster comes to get all his opinions on football and emotional support needs met every Monday morning. I'm your host, Kyle Vegan, and I'm so graciously joined by what some are calling what happens when Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher can do math. It's Carrie and Andrews. Hey, we're high. Say hello, hi. hello, hey. hello, everyone. Hey. Who are here every week. Our topic for today's podcast is uh, in the title, and it is our most overrated Premier League eleven. We wanted to start on a positive note. We did our underrated. We all really enjoyed that until we got to the forward line where Ollie Watkins and Dennis were some of the some of the most uh, contentious picks. Uh, Today, we'll be talking through our opinions on what is almost exclusively Manchester United players. You guys remember the format from last time. We do have different formations this time. Cammy, what's your formation? Um, mine is a 4-4-2. So you've got a 4-4-2. Andrew, you have a 4 I've got a 4-3-3. And I have a 5-2-3. Very modern. Inverted <laughs> 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 wingbacks, all overrated. So um, I've... Yeah, we'll do that. So I guess we'll just we'll work our way around like we did last time. We'll start in sort of the right hand side of the defense, work our way through, do all our midfielders together, and then we'll do wingers together. And so Cammy, you'll split yours up. If you have right okay. mids and stuff, put them in okay. wingers. It'll be fine. So to to begin, uh, I'll go get my list in front of me. And our order from last time was Cammy first and Andrew last, I think. So this time. Uh, we'll do the exact same, and we'll do Cammy first and Andrew last. Everyone happy with that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so Cammy, who is your goalkeeper? It is none other than Alisson, <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool legend and extremely overrated goalkeeper for a number of reasons, not least including the fact that he's being dropped for the FA Cup final or whatever it is that Liverpool are in. Shows how much he means to the team. Uh, he had a very good game. I'll give it to him against Crystal Palace. But in general, when you watch him, you just like when you watch Liverpool play and someone passes the ball back to Allison and he decides that he's going to play a pass. Do you ever feel comfortable in him at that moment in time? I would. I never feel comfortable. Do never. He, like when he plays when he plays long passes, yes, distribution is very good. But when he decides that he's going to play a little clever dink or something into the midfield, it just it always finds its way into yeah. whatever attacking midfielder the other team has. I feel like he puts Liverpool in so many dangerous situations, and he's a very very good shot stopper. But he's, he's a bit dodgy with his feet. Like he's just like he always finds himself. If I had to compare him to someone, it would be Tyrone Mings. He just he's constantly looks kind of flustered. Like he doesn't he doesn't look comfortable. He also is partial to like he's so well, the way everyone he, remembers that Edward Mendy like historical stinker performance. Oh yeah. Also, Allison has had Allison's had a few stinkers yeah. in his day where he's shit from the first whistle. Yeah, he just he just <laughs> wakes up and decides I'm not gonna play football today. He can he reminds me of Barcast a wee bit sometimes. Yeah, which just, is a which is a big big insult to Barcast. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's why it's, it fits with overrated because it's not I don't think he's good. I think he is very very good, but he's like he's he's not one of the top three goalkeepers. I don't think in the Premier. Yeah. You could probably make the argument that there's about five that are as good as, if not better than him. He's outshone, he's outshone quite heavily by a good few goalkeepers, and I think he's rated so highly. It's because he plays for Liverpool. Yeah, 
If you, that's the thing, isn't it? Is Liverpool's defence isn't exactly rock solid. And that probably is a little bit because they play a four-back with very aggressive wing-backs. But he just, he does, yeah, he has games where it's like, he's just clearly not prepared for this at all. Yeah. Like the West Ham game where he was at fault for like three or three of the four goals or something like that. You, if you're if you're meant to be like the best goalkeeper in the world, how are you doing it? Like, well, there seems that? to be there seems to be a lot of times where it's like either he's completely not at it or the Liverpool defense is completely not at it, and it's never it's never normally both of them at the same time. It's normally one or the other. Like yeah. see the Crystal Palace game, the Liverpool defense were just not at it. They were so yeah. bad. It was like two or three passes and they were cut wide open, and then Allison was actually having a decent game that game, mm-hmm. stopping everything. But then you get ones where the defence look solid and not much is getting through. And then it's like one really easy shot and it just trickles through his legs or something. Yeah. The only thing I could say about Alisson is that I do think he's I do think he's overrated in that Liverpool, they do call him his their best goalkeeper ever. And I suppose you'd have to know more about Liverpool history to me to know whether or not that's that much of a claim. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Jersey Dudek better. Yeah, Jersey Dudek surely is yeah. purely for the saving of the penalties and such. Is that a real name? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the is he the most overrated keeper? Would you say uh, he is overrated? But is he the most? I I not think for me. Not for me. I've got two. Oh, um, I'm next. Well. Wanted two goalkeeper formations. So my. <laughs> My, I really struggled not to put the cycling GK in the most overrated. His save percentage is barely above 50, <laughs> which means half of the shots, You're half, of the of shots podcast views. half of the shots that the cycling GK faces when he's got like a GoPro wrecked up to his chest are going in. Oh, no. I just I think I don't know I just I like him and I think like obviously he's like Boris Johnson's a legend and stuff like that like he's got his whole bet that he does but I just think is he a Premier League quality goalkeeper I'd have to say no he's championship so yeah but I've not gone with him I've gone with David De Gea because David De Gea saved 109 shots this season and after every single one his teammates have looked surprised yeah <laughs> I think I think I think that's on I think that's unfair in De Gea, who's having a pretty decent season this year. I think I think he's, he's still overrated. I think he's, I think he's historically overrated. He fails to inspire confidence and he's been too inconsistent for too long to be considered for like the man united goalkeeper role, like the role that Pierce Michael had. Like I think that he they need they need someone better and more consistent to that to build what they actually want to do and his inconsistency hmm. as along with uh, Maguire and Pogba just because they can play well doesn't mean that it's not bad for the end product to keep them around and so I think sell them all and I'll get yeah. to my, I'll get to my, uh, uh-huh. my later he, um, he's also has he not also went out of contention for the, the Spain goalkeeping role I don't, yeah, I, mean, I, don't not, I don't watch Spain games I think he's, he's, he's out of that as well but like, I don't know who I don't know who is in goals for Spain is it, no, is it not some like Unai Simon or something, yeah. something like that. Hold on, Spain. Yeah, I don't. I I I don't know. I don't think De Gea is overrated purely by the fact that because he's had two or three terrible seasons in a row, I do, I don't think people rate him that highly anymore. And I think he's kind of bouncing back into the level that he should be playing this season. 
Yeah, I agree. He shouldn't be the Man United goalkeeper. But he's... I've seen him in too many teams teams of the year this season, and I think there's multiple keepers better than him this season. Yes, Unai Simon plays for Unai. starts for Spain. The other point I would just make is that I just think, yeah, I think I think you need to remember uh, with the I may or may not have included a few Arsenal players in here. You need to remember, like, when you talk about how much these players are rated, mm. like it's just because Man United fans need to shut up, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> so, pretty much. Yeah. So that's that's the end. Of, that's that's the conclusion of my point. And I'd say I'd say De Gea's this season has been more overrated than Allison. Cheers. When you go, Andrew. Um, mine's just Jordan Pickford because I hate him. I think he's terrible. <laughs> I think he's absolutely terrible. I don't think he should be the England goalkeeper. And is he has like really really mediocre performances for England at tournaments, and everyone is like, oh, he's oh he's amazing. He's I don't agree with that. I don't, think, I don't think I don't think Pickford's mediocre for England. I don't think he is. But I don't he is. He's mediocre England. for everyone because he's a terrible footballer. The, the English, the English like media and football fans tend to like as soon as an English player starts playing not very well, they tend to get extremely angry and like abuse them online. But for some reason, Pickford can just turn in eight terrible performances, yeah. in and then everyone's like, "Oh, my notes! I have in my notes." can't dive, can't catch, can't do anything. And I think that's very, very true for Jordan Pickford. I think he's an absolutely terrible goalkeeper that everyone rates so highly and no wonder Everton are in a relegation battle if they have him. How yeah. long did you spend on those notes? Well, it was so easy. This one, this one was so, so easy to pick. Goalkeeper was so simple. I can't stand him. And he's got tiny arms too. I don't... He just shouldn't be a goalkeeper. <laughs> He will be. The, he will not be the. Work. He will not be the England goalkeeper going forward. I think no, that's I, that's done for him. I yeah. think it's going to be Ramsdale from now on for the foreseeable. Two birds, two one stone. Get rid of De Gea. Get rid of Pickford. Bring in Dean Henderson. Exactly. Exactly right. Are we moving on to our defenses? So, if we're, well, if we're going on to defenses, should we start with left backs or right backs? Should we do yeah, left think, to right this time? If it was left backs, I think we may all have the same left back. Um, we don't. The mind is so shit. Oh, wow. is Luke, Luke Shaw, obviously. Yeah, Luke Shaw. Luke yeah, Shaw. I don't have Luke Shaw. Who do you have? Uh, this guy's not even rated. It doesn't make any sense. I really hate Junior Furple. Junior Furple's my right back. <laughs> <laughs> Junior I mean, Furple's your right why back. Why would he be your right back? He's I'd have, left back. Shaw. <laughs> I'd have oh. Luke Shaw. And oh. I was thinking, yeah, I no, I agree with Furpo. He so is... Furpo's not even that rated, but he was bought. He's oh, so he's championship. Terrible. He's so bad. Spanish, people were like, this is such a move for them. And then a, two years later, it's turned around and sold him for 15. And Leeds have been better with Stuart Dallas at left back. He's rotten. He is. Yeah. It's, I can kind of forgive him a little bit because it seems like Bales' system is a little bit tough to pick up. Um initially but it's been it's been half a season like he should be competent at least at this point and he's just I've, not I've he's... only got two bullet points in junior purple I've, I've put 15 mil is a lot for a championship quality fullback Roll mm. does everything badly I hate watching him play football <laughs> he's frustrating to watch yeah. he's very he's, frustrating he's everywhere and shit everywhere and fouling and his build up play is awful he's shit at progressing the ball he's not creating anything he's got an annoying name <laughs> <laughs> I could bring bring me senior Furpo. I quite, I quite liked his name, but 
Um, Junior Firpo. Yeah, he sounds like a he sounds like a like a pro clubs player, like one of the actual regenerated names. But the best, the biggest thing that he has going for him is that he's not Luke Shaw. Yeah. Because Luke Luke, Shaw, what's your Luke Shaw argument? While, because while Junior Firpo has had a meteoric rise and subsequent fall, <laughs> just Luke Shaw has been consistently terrible. And then he was really, really good at the Euros. And then everyone just thought, oh, well, he's going to come back to Man United and he's going to blow yeah. the Prem away. Like, man, I feel sort of bad for Man United fans because they must have thought they were getting Cancelo. <laughs> and then they got Luke Shaw, who's been replaced by Alex Tellez, which in fairness, I think is a very good move because he's better than him. But yeah, he's going he's gonna to end up at um, Tottenham or something like that in the next Luke couple Shaw. of weeks. Yeah, he's yeah. just not, he's not good enough. Yeah, I I agree. I think Luke Shaw played decent at the Euros, but he just came back and he's just rubbish. Like I don't really under he gets he gets called what what the Roberto Carlos of Yorkshire or something like that. Roberto yeah. Carlos, I yeah. Which, no wonder, fair, Man, no wonder Mourinho fans, blamed him on blame for everything. For Man United fans, that took like most of their critical thinking to come up with. He's Roberto Carlos. I really hope that that can pick car, up. Is there a yeah, car alarm? There's a car alarm going off outside our foot. It's fine. It's I, can't, I can't keep it. So. All right. Okay. Well, we're back. Um, but um, I remember Jose Mourinho talking about Luke Shaw, and he was absolutely right. He was right. Everything he said, he said he doesn't have a brain. That's the funniest thing. Which though, is true. Like, he doesn't have a brain. Absolutely right about Man United. He's literally, he was like a prof, like prophet. He, he was completely right about everything that he said. In exactly. He's, he said Pogba, Pogba's a distraction and he's not a team player. Shaw's rubbish at football. The board are all idiots. He, and the, the getting them to second is the greatest accomplishment of his career. Yeah. Which is hilarious and also correct. They're just not great. They're not great. I'm, ex- I'm excited for centre-backs. I'm noticing the same pattern as last time where we agree with each other like a lot on the defenders. Yeah. <laughs> It's the worst, the worst argument, the worst debate anyone's ever seen. Well, the, the thing is that we we talk a lot between the three of us, so we all have we all have quite similar opinions on who we hate, and I think that yeah. will translate to centre backs quite well. When I one of mine's Tyrone Mings. Yeah, but I've got Tyrone Mings. We can all agree should not be playing for Aston Villa. Yeah, never I've got that. Mings too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've written my notes on Mings. This is very this. This is very. I'm sorry, can, can I interrupt you one second with a quote that I found from Mourinho yeah, about Luke Shaw? Um, in 2017, Mourinho was asked what Shaw has to do with them to make a matchday squad, to which he responded, who? <laughs> <laughs> and I think he should still be a who because I think he is absolutely shocking. Anyway, back to Mings. Yeah. Back to Mings. I've written, I like him, but what the fuck? He plays for England as Aston Villa's third best centre back. 28 year old bomb scare they made captain he shouldn't be captain either yeah he shouldn't be captain he was okay he was okay last season yeah like he was all right but the whole of villa's defense was okay last season and i think they were overperforming yeah um i think the england calls were too early i think they called him up way too early and a bit of a donkey to be honest with that early stuff the fact that so when I said at the start of the season I like him he needs to like even out the 
the lumps in his game or whatever. I, I thought he'd been pinning. Yeah, <laughs> he's he was 28. Yeah. He should, he should. Wait, yeah. Mings is 28? Yeah. yeah. I thought he was like 25. I don't know why I assumed that. This is the same This is the same point I tried to make with Ollie Watkins. Concept. I tried to make this point with Ollie Watkins is that like I was like, oh, when he hits his prime and then Cammy looked up what age he was and he's in his prime and he's just like, they're, they're way too easily forgettable for the age that they have in the Premier League experiences that they have. Mings has like amazing athletic gifts. He's good in the air. He's, he's, he's good. But he's, he's one, he's not a leader because he's too hot headed. And he's like, it's like having Granite Xhaka at centre back and as captain. He's too hot headed, but at the same time, hides quite a lot. He seems to hide in games an awful lot. It's, he's a strange player. I, I just don't think he's that we'll good. We'll like we'll he's he's decent or... enough. But like, if he was to still be at Villa, he should be a backup centre back, not your starting. 11 captain. Yeah. I think uh, Martinez is a much better choice for captain. I think, I think John McGinn's a better choice for captain. Yeah. Villa Villa and um, West Ham are kind of in that same spot where it's trying to transition from being like a mid-table team that has a couple of really good players and then some spots that are just awful to yeah. having like a quite well-rounded squad. And West Ham have done it a lot better than Villa did. Villa took the money from Grealish and just kind of wasted it. Spunked it on... Yeah. Actually, I don't even know what they spent it on, to be honest. I think it's quite interesting how Buendian has only looked good when continues playing. Yeah. Because yeah. he's looked so... like Every time we watch a Villa game, he's looked so, so shit. But there's something about Coutinho playing next to him rather than two strikers that's like relieving pressure, letting him find pockets of space and stuff. Mm. Coutinho's a really intelligent player. Unfortunately, John McGinn has not done the wonders for Wendy's career that we thought <laughs> that we thought having him there would. But yeah. It might be because it might be because when Coutinho comes on, the emphasis on Wendy uh, is a bit less, and like the emphasis when Coutinho doesn't play is Wendy is the creative player. He should be doing all of this stuff, and when Coutinho comes on, they're splitting that responsibility between them. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's also with Gerard's with Gerard's system where they're playing this like central three. I called it concentrate last time and I do regret that. But you know what I mean? Like they're all together and they're well, it, can, it can be very, very constipated. Yeah, I can tell trying, you that. <laughs> Two holding midfielders to, at home versus relegation fodder. They're trying to sort of rely on the technical ability and the quick thinking of the my hand's really close to camera. But you know what I mean? They're trying to rely on and they brought sort of, the laxative that is Philippe Coutinho, and he's just yeah. that's he's the cool. point. That's the point he's I'm trying to make. That if you put side for Luca Dean, he's creating space through the middle because people are dragged towards him because Coutinho's a lot more scary than Buendia. And despite all this, Mings has still managed to find his way into all three of our overrated yeah. teams. <laughs> Who are your other centre backs? On you go, Kyle. You go first. Oh, the other thing. I, the other thing I just wanted to add is that. Um, uh, they're uh, they're just they're like he's now sharing they're all sharing he's sharing responsibilities with Coutinho instead of sharing responsibilities with Ings who can't do any of the creative stuff so it's it's the same point we said but I've said it again um my other two centre backs kinda mm-hmm. my left centre back is Christensen uh, and I've written he's a luxury player who can't play without four world class four world class defenders around them 
and I've re- this is the only season he's ever won most of his tackles, and that's because he's only attempting one tackle a game. He can be bullied by strikers and should not be played in a fo- and should not be played in a four, and is being considered in a light that doesn't deserve to be in because of Rudy and Silva, who are much better. Well, that's interesting because one of my overrated defenders is Rudiger. <laughs> no. He just he gets a lot of he gets a lot of praise for the third best Chelsea centre back. I both I agree. Christensen over him? No, God no. Who's the other two that are better than him? Silva and Aspilicueta. Fuck off! Aspilicueta is not a better centre back than Rudiger. Absolutely. I think not this season. Andrew say things. Rudiger not this season. Rudiger this season has been a bit of a rock for Chelsea. Yeah. As. Aspilicueta over like his whole career at Chelsea's been an amazing sign. Has been brilliant. He leaves me. when he leaves Chelsea. He leaves like a Chelsea icon yeah. almost. He's won a Champions League in a week with yeah. them. I mean, my problem, my problem with Rudiger is that he's he is he is again he's quite similar to Allison where he's very very good, but he's based on the fact that he's been very good for half a season. When last year he was riding the bench behind like Christensen. And Zuma, um, yeah. If Real Madrid start paying him four hundred grand a week, which is what they've protect, like supposedly offered, that is one of the worst pieces of business since they decided to pay Diego, um, David Alba six hundred fifty grand a week or whatever it is. Yeah. That one before that, that signing in Hazard. <laughs> yeah, for, that's yeah. the worst piece of business <laughs> in two months. <laughs> Literally, Spain is full of terrible, terrible businesses. <laughs> it's actually yeah. full of it. <laughs> I think Rudiger, I think Rudiger is better than Christensen, but I don't think Christensen. I still think Christensen's quite good. And a five, I think, and a I think five the way he plays, I think the way he plays for Denmark proves that they conceded two goals in the World Cup qualifying campaign, and he started most of yeah. them. And the only two he conceded was Scotland against Scotland. Yeah, but he was play, again. He was was he not? He was playing in a five in that as well. He can't play in a four, and people forget that. That's important. But if he's not playing in a four. Allison is a terrible striker, but I didn't hold that against him. You know, like it's not the same. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not looking at players based player. on formation. I'm looking at a player based on a player. No, Rafa, but I'm he... looking at a player based on a player, and I'm saying that people are considering him better than he is because when you compare him to a defender who plays in a four, he looks better than him. But actually, if you ask him to defend, which centre backs, especially in lesser squads, have to do, he can't do it as well as everyone else. Mm-hmm. He's not good at defending. You're saying he's a, he's only good because of the system he plays. He's in. a luxury player. He's good in that system because he has such quality around him. Like your Aspilicueta's who can defend, like your Reese James's who can defend, your Chilwell can defend, Rudiger can defend, Silva can defend. Even Chalaba's a better defender than him. And his first name's Trevor. So uh, does I need to say anything else? Yes. Oh my bad. Admit you're wrong and that Christensen's not overrated. Christian is over. I swear to God. I think I think the Denmark stuff proves that he's, he's a third good worst centre back for Denmark. Again, he plays in a five as a luxury centre back. Who? Wait, who's better than him that plays <laughs> for Denmark? Two, there's only two Danish centre backs. That ajar one and the fucking tall guy who plays for AC Milan. Ayer plays for Norway. Ayer, yeah, he's not Danish. <laughs> okay, well then, fair enough. I feel like I've made my point. <laughs> right, other my centre backs, my tip. Don't you stop laughing at me, my oh. tip. Well, Matip's right. Matip's overrated because he's in a bunch of people's team of the year, and I don't know what he's done to deserve it. He's okay at running with the ball, um, but if you were to put him in a defence that wasn't alongside 
Van Dyke, you would see how truly terrible he is at defending. Yeah, I do, yeah, I don't think you can have a Liverpool defender um, in a team of the year if the team of the year is based on defending. Because yeah, I've no. got it. It's not Ayer, it's Kyer. That's, well, that's so, but then you said the one that plays at AC Milan, which is Kyer. That is Kyer. I got confused. It's Joachim Anderson's better, Vestergaard's better, and Kyer is better. And the, I found them all just in Google Images right now. Vestergaard is not better than Christensen. Well, but he is, because I've just said he is. He's not. He has <laughs> to say, to, to support their point. Slanderous. Uh, well, <laughs> I think we can all agree that that's, that's settled. Now. There we are. So we've covered defenders. No, I've got, I've got another centre-back. No. What's uh, the other centre-back? Is it my tip? No, my other centre-back's Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Oh, well, my left-back's, or right-back, sorry, is Wan-Bissaka. So I, I'm going to group my right back and right wing back in. This is why I had to play a five. My right back and right wing back are Aaron Wan Bissaka and Diogo Dalot. <laughs> so I've got every Man U right back option. I'll start with Aaron like, Wan Bissaka. Uh, he used to get compared to Trent as a defense and also as a get called a defensive specialist that puts pressure on his own defense. Oh, sorry, he puts pressure on his own defense because he can't not lose the ball. That's yeah. And, I, and then for Diogo Dolo, I've wrote... So he's getting compared... Because Aaron Wambasaka is so shit, Man United fans are not noticing that Diogo Dolo is also nowhere near good enough to yeah. play for them, for them to be where they want to be. He's getting called this sort of, like, attacking maestro version just because he's not what they think. <laughs> because he Aaron runs forward. Yeah, right? So Dolo's assists per 90 and pass completing pass completion percentage are both in the 30th percentile and if you've ever seen the low cross a ball which we talked about last time it's really important if you're having an overlapping wing back he's shit at it he's mm-hmm. a terrible crosser of the ball he also is really eager to shoot which he's playing behind greenwood who's also really eager to shoot and between them they have like the expected assists of people who don't have legs they actually can't find anyone. They're not creating anything and they're not. It's just, they can't. Man United fans are not seeing the issue that's so deep and so ingrained because they paid so much for all these players. The issue is that they're all terrible. It's yeah. not any one player. It's also, it's the, it's the obsession, the obsession with like trying to avoid the sunk cost where you just have to accept that buying, buying Wan-Bissaka and Harry Maguire yeah. It was a terrible, terrible idea. And you just yeah. need to move on from it because you're not going to get the money back. Wambasaka well, is he was overhyped to start with because he was like an ultra expensive Man United signing. Yeah. How much there always Basaka was 50 million, wasn't he? Yeah, something like that. He was something as was he not something like 90 million? Was he not something no. massive? No, it was no, something huge. Was, or was that, that Maguire? Maguire was eight. It, it was some absolutely ridiculous amount. Um for for what he is, I think he's a better. If he was going to be played as anything, he'd be better as just if in a flat back four as a right back rather than what they try and play him as, which is an attacking right back because his final ball is actually hideous. It's and it's, it's so only, bad. It's only made worse by um, Ragnarok playing <laughs> six players through the middle of the park and relying on fullbacks for width. Yeah. yeah. Not, you're just not getting that and expecting it from Wan-Bissaka is, if anything, just like unfair and cruel. 
because yeah. he well, does I, have merit. There's I think, yeah, I think is I think the comparisons to Trent are slightly unfair because Trent is by far and away the better player. Mm-hmm. He's just not the best at defending, yeah. but he's like amazing going forward. I also like, if think you were, if you were the to show about his defense or over over like they're blown out of proportion because he's playing this ridiculous role where he's actually on a right wing position and every time he's asked to defend, he's sprinting back. It's not yeah. the same as being in a very settled back line or five players. He can play Christensen's defensive role where he makes one tackle every 90 minutes, the fucking freak. <laughs> 100% tackle completion. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter how many he makes, you're what. He's got a 40% tackle percentage. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him. I, I hate him, and I don't understand the difference between Norway. And- I don't know why. It's like we're rooted in my chest. I actually loathe this man. Um, oh. Sorry, Andrew, you're talking about that. Oh, no, it's fine. Uh, do you want to move on to midfield? Because I think we've all agreed with our defensive pretty much. It's terrible. My last, my last thing is... Um, Dalo and Aaron Wanabasaka both have a terrible final ball. But what really pisses me off is that Aaron Wanabasaka's first ball, the first pass he's asked to commit every time, is always fucking horrendous. It's straight passes to McTominay, straight passes to Maguire, straight passes to Fred. I like a, I like a 10-yard pass sideways, backwards. He's completely incapable of it. And it's yeah. infuriating. Not great. So get rid of him. Not great. Uh, Cammy, do you want to add anything on Furco before we move on? Oh, nah. I, I mean, in, in comparison, um, my grievances with Junior Furco are far less than... Not fair. Uh, and now, now we're into midfield. You're first again, Cammy. Um, well, obviously, I've put in Jorginho. Um, Same. Same. Lewandowski should have all of his votes taken off of him for voting for Jorginho as the best player. Uh, he's not. He's not that good. Like he's just not. It's kind. It's kind of redundant because there's not as much you can say about it. People keep giving him credit for being a part of a good team, and that's fair. But like, he's a Ballon d'Or, is it? Yeah. yeah. He shouldn't be getting votes for the Ballon d'Or. He's a okay central midfielder, but for a Chelsea team that has you know massive problems scoring a goals, how can you say that he's a creative midfielder? Like, how can he be a creative midfielder if Chelsea don't have any? Yeah, he's supposed to be like a deep lying playmaker who like yeah. sets a tempo. He's not. He's not Tony Cruz though. That's the problem. Is like if, if that's what you want to compare him to, someone that can't run and can't defend but is brilliant at playing passes. That's Tony Cruz. It's not Jorginho, and yeah. he just can't. He can't do anything incredibly. Also, the mistake against Man United that seems to have completely rattled Chelsea. Where he like was meant to take, he was trying to take the ball down or something, and it was like, oh, Jorginho's touch is incredible, and he essentially just lays it off um, to whoever the Man United striker. Yeah. yeah, it's you know, like it's basic stuff, and he just he gets away with a lot of things because he scores ten goals a season from the spot, and he's in the <laughs> all all penalties. All penalties. Um, I think it's so self-explanatory as Jorginho pick. I forgot to write notes on it. I've just got centre mid Jorginho and then nothing, <laughs> nothing <laughs> below it. Because I think, like, like you said, it's just like he's a, he's a player, player that's not really needed in any team. No. Like, that's he so plays... Cool. The reason that he gets so much credit 
which I think is un- unjust, is because he plays with such good players. I don't think he improves their team. No, not at all. But like, he would all- be a good player if he played for someone like Leeds. Yeah, commentators are always like, oh, yeah, he slows the game down and he controls it. It's like, no, he slows the game down, not in a good way. Yeah, he slows he takes the, ball the and attacking play down. He's awful. I, uh, Madriginio thing is nearly winning the Ballon d'Or when you're the fourth best midfielder and your team is a fucking hate crime of the highest order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, he is, he's, he's just, Mason Mount's better than him. Kante's better than him and Kovacic are better than him. Yeah, and that's yeah. not arguable to me. Reese James at centre mid was also better than him. Yeah, Pulisic, yeah. If Pulisic were to play centre mid, he'd be better than him as well. Yeah, Pulisic, than. before he entered his leg, was everything... No LeBron James of football. <laughs> right. Uh, Cammy, you're, do you, what do you have? Another centre mid? Uh, kind, <laughs> kind of, he's kind of a centre mid. Okay. Um, we've got Manuel Lanzini. Uh, mate, I just... Uh. Straight over I, my head. I don't I, know. I don't know if anyone rates him. I don't. I don't know if anyone rates him. But David Moyes, for some reason, seems intent on playing him. Which, if you're trying to challenge for Champions League football, is completely the wrong way to go about doing anything. He annoys me because he steals so many goals. Like he actually steals them. Yeah. It's like it's actually um, so annoying. That's the thing. He scored. So he scored something. A goal stealer. He, he, <laughs> he, he actually is. It's like he just taps them in when they're already going in. Yeah, he's not good at football. Every single time they give him the ball, he looks terrified of losing it. He's not very good like at distributing it. He's not very good going forward. He doesn't get into good positions. And for some reason, they decided to bench Ben Rama so you could play him. Well, at the moment, Ben Rama's at... Oh, wait, are, are Algeria out? Algeria are out. Ah, of course. Algeria are out, yeah. But, I mean, they're not playing, they're not playing Vlasic either. They're not playing Vlasic, who they signed for £35 million. Um I don't understand what you think you're going to get from Lanzini that could yeah. that could be better than what you're going to get from literally anyone on their bench. He's just he's such a known commodity, and they know that he's not good enough. So well, I think he is better than my centre mid, who's Sancho, because he's terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah, Sancho is. Sancho's awesome. your centre mid. Centre mid, right centre mid. <laughs> it's all the same, to be honest. <laughs> but he's terrible. He's, he's so bad. He's actually <laughs> one of the worst players I've seen play for Man United in England in, a, in like a long, long time. He's the Bundesliga Jesse Lingard. He's so terrible. <laughs> the Bundesliga. <laughs> Bundesliga Jesse Lingard. Anyone who gets pocketed by Stephen O'Donnell. He's so, so bad. Yeah. And he was so expensive. Like, so, what did they pay for him? 80 million or something? something like yeah, that. 90 something, million. Something absolutely ridiculous. I think he's overrated because he plays for it. He's English and he plays for Man United, but he was overrated to begin with because yeah. he's English. The Euro also, stuff. Even though he I plays Gareth, badly, he plays so bad for England. I think Gareth Southgate's owed an apology because he got so much shit for like not watching the Bundesliga. And what he should have said the whole time was just like, if you'd seen this guy in training, yeah. you'd know yeah. why he's not in the fucking team. Like when you watch Man United, all of Sancho's runs are so poor. He loses uh, the ball. Same with same with the shots. Same with his passing. It's all it all leaves so much to be desired, and like every just everything everything about his play is just not good. And especially as a right centre mid, he'd be fucking awful. <laughs> or a right mid. I'm playing a very wide four three three. Um. Uh, oh. Uh, that reminds me. Thing me, uh, Chelsea played a really wide four three three that was really interesting against 
Spurs, just the way they lined up in order to overwhelm. They had like Mount in sort of a right wing position and then behind them, I think it was Ziyech or it was the other way around, but they yeah, were Ziyech both. was behind them on the right-hand side. Yeah, it was like right mid, right wing and they were specifically attacking that one space. So I just thought, I don't know, you mentioned it and the formation looked really interesting. But mm-hmm. then the game ended up being quite boring apart from that ZH goal. But that ZH goal was made by playing that formation. Very nice goal. As Pelaqueta overlapped again, so it was three different people. Second best Chelsea centre back. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've looked up Jaden Sancho and FB ref just to see if I could deepen any of An- Andrew's uh, thing. He's got this. He's got the same tackles per per match as Christensen. And that's what you pay 90 million for. That is- <laughs> and that's what you pay 90 for. His shot, uh, non-penalty XG's 44th percentile. He's very good at passes attempted. <laughs> I don't know if that's... Oh, yeah, I know he is good at passes attempted because they all miss. Yeah, and... Not good. His pass completion percentage is a lot higher than what... The reason why his stats are really skewed is because it's the last year. So all his uh, Bundesliga stats were in this, and he was actually quite oh, good. So he was very, very good in the Bundesliga when he was playing against Farmers with Erling Haaland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he's playing in the Premier League on the bench, getting brought on in the 70th minute and expected to change a game. Yeah. yeah. Erling Haaland, uh, who, as we've talked about before, uh, is a player who could even make De Bruyne look like the best player in the Prem. So, which we all know he's not. <laughs> um, my other centre mid is uh, Smith Rowe. Uh, and I would say Ian Wright called him the future of England. He's the exact same age as Foden. He's more than doubling his XG and scoring with a conversion rate that is completely unsustainable for a player of his quality. He's also not creative at all. And then I've written, been shit at everything apart from scoring this season, and he won't continue to do that. He's not the future of England. I think I think that's a bit hard. I mean, the, the Ian Wright thing is completely wrong, obviously. But I wouldn't say he's not creative. Oh, no, I just... I, uh, no, I would. Yeah. I, would. <laughs> I, I almost backed down immediately. No, I would. He's not creative. <laughs> I'll stick to my guns. Nah, I'd, say, I'd, I'd, say he's, uh, I'd, say, I'd say he's fairly creative. I think he looks quite good. Smith, I mean, I would say if, if you're expecting him to be the future of England, he's overrated. But I would say on the whole, I think Smith Rowe has been one of Arsenal's very few... Um, like guaranteed producers this season. Okay, so compared to attacking midfielders, which we, we can agree that he is, it's attacking midfielders and wingers, which is where he plays, his expected assists are in the 30th percentile. Uh, his progressive passes again in the 30th, but he's, his pass completion is freakishly high. He's got 99%. He's in the 99th. He's yeah, like, the, every pass oh, hits. He's the future of England. <laughs> He's the future of... If you need someone to definitely hit their target, he's your guy. It's just not yeah, not, going San, not Sancho. Uh, and, yeah, his non-penalty XG's in the 30 percentile as well. He's just... Uh, in terms of anything apart from non-penalty goals, he's just not at a good level. So that's that's my thing. But to be fair, that also factors in it's a whole year. So that is his last year stats. And we mm. can all agree he's definitely stepped up his game recently. And so yeah. I could be unfairly criticising a player who's evolving because, of course, he is quite young. But I think that Ian Wright quote, sort of, even if I just, I'm only, I'm pretty much only arguing that Ian Wright's wrong, which I think we can all agree happens quite yeah. often. Uh-huh. Have you seen that video? This is a tangent. Have you seen that video of Ian Wright quoting, he quotes Thanos on Match of the Day. No. Then he says, oh, I, I really like superhero movies. And then he quotes Thanos. And then he, he's talking about the young Arsenal team. And he's talking about, like, perfect balance and stuff. Um, and all the other pundits are like, 
eating and he's like oh i just really like superheroes <laughs> so yeah ian wright is overrated poor guy uh, do we have any more midfielders or is it wingers now? Uh, I have Bruno Fernandes because I just don't like him. Yeah, Bruno <laughs> I, just, I just think he's overrated. Like, I don't think he's, I think he's a good player. I just think he's overrated. Like, I don't think yeah. he is as good as people, as like media and fan media and fans would, would have you believe. Yeah, I, I, I think, think he disappears quite good. often. Like, he has really, really, really good games. Um, but they tended to come before Ronaldo was in the team. And now yeah. that Ronaldo's in the team, like disappears. He, he looked very good when he was surrounded by nobodies. Yeah, and it, it's also it's, it's just the fact that he's never he's never been in like consequential games of any sort. I would say yeah. he looks yeah he always looks really good against like someone called like pure the young boys of Sheffield yeah. in the yeah. FA Cup <laughs> when he's up against a defence that consists of like Erling Van Horswinkel or something I do think, in the Conference I do think League. We talk, about, we talk about shot creation a lot, so I will say that he is really good at creating shots for himself and others. I do think he's a good creative player. Yeah, yeah. And if you play him centrally with runners, a bit like that LeBron ball thing we were talking about with De Bruyne, where if he's got the ball, everyone will just run. He can find people. Mm-hmm. But De Bruyne's better, and people were saying he's better than De Bruyne and making that argument. So, yeah, which is overrated. Because yeah, De Bruyne's the best player in the Prem. Second best. Team of the year. He's in our team of the year, right next to <laughs> McGinn and Kovacic. Excellent holding defenders. But uh, so, uh, wingers now. What? Yeah, I thought. Oh, I was sorry, on the left or right? I thought Andrew just said that it, uh, Fernandez was your winger because you just hate him. No, no, he was my <laughs> third midfielder. He's your third midfielder, and it's really yeah. wide. It's really yeah. Wide. Jorginho's in the middle. Fernandez out left. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start. We start left. Well, I'll I'll reverse mine. I'll just. Well, I'm I'm just gonna I'll go I'm gonna go with both my wingers because I've gone for a Man City double up, and I've gone for both Grealish and Sterling as my respective wingers. No, Grealish, I agree with Sterling. though. I think Sterling's really good. I think Sterling's really good. I think Sterling. I think Sterling has been worn out at Man City, and I think he needs. He needs I think he just needs to move on. So Sterling can... for England, though he is good. Grealish oh. is poo poo. Anyone who gets pocketed by Stephen O'Donnell deserves zero credit. That was Grealish and Foden. <laughs> Any England winger. Any England winger. I disagree with you. I dis- this is my... This is your Chris, stuff. This is my Christensen. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of, but I can't remember Denmark centre-backs. Sterling is, Sterling is bailed out at Man City. His finishing is bailed out constantly because he gets so many chances. He's lacking any sort of clinical finishing. And I think just because of Pet's rotation, he's been, he's been worn down so much like he just need, he needs to move to a different team so he can start getting consistent but are you looking for his like xg and stuff andrew yeah because i think he's he scored quite a good oh, amount of wait, goals I've, this I've, season. Yeah, I no, thought andrew would have sterling so i've wrote that i've got it written down that sterling's in the 97th percentile for expected assists and expected goals per 90 but take that with a pinch of salt because anyone who plays for man city will have good stats but it's just shown that he's not out of place in a man city system that's filled with good players no, but I personally was going to put Sterling in my underrated team because I think Cammy hates him, like because he reads too much of the Daily Mail, and you know what they're like. So that's I what I think. Oh, I I want better for Sterling because I really I really like Sterling as a person and as a player. I just I, I think he should be playing weekly 
and he's not getting that at Man City, and I think it's I think it looks like it affects him. You're such a he was player of the he was you player of the month him. last month. You <laughs> picked him. You're such a gaslighter. You've picked him in your overrated team, and then you've gone, I want better for him. <laughs> this is abuse. Let him, away abuse. From, let him away from Pep. I agree with Grealish. I've got Grealish as well. Grealish is... Grealish is he is so overrated for... Purely just from England's heroic wins against Ukraine and Sweden, <laughs> or whatever. Whoever the hell they played in the Euros and their lead-up to their final where they eventually lost. He's also... He's just been coasting. Didn't he score... He scored, like, five goals against Liverpool or something stupid, and everyone was like, oh, he's the prodigal son. And he's not. He's just an average player. And he wears ridiculous shin guards. See, when I've been calling people crude picks, this is you mean shrewd. I mean shrewd, don't I? Yeah, you do. I noticed that. <laughs> I said that to you. I said that to you the other day. Yeah, sorry about that. Well, Grealish is doesn't run forward. <laughs> he doesn't run forward. He just gets the ball, passes back, or falls over. And City should have signed Kane with the money they spent on him. I agree. I think Grealish looks kind of overwhelmed with all the advice Pep's given him and he's struggling to play a folding role. But I think he'll play better next season, but I don't know 100 mil. I still think, well, I'm not sure if he'll play 100 mil good. That's what I was going to say is the issue is, you know how there's that kind of thing like, oh, well, Cancelo and Rodri didn't look great when they first started because it takes a while to get into Pep's system. I don't think Jack Grealish has the mental capacity to pick up Pep's system. Yeah, well, Rodri also in his first year was living in student accommodation. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, Rodri fair was enough. on offers. Rodri was having the Aubameyang experience. Rod- Rodri was trying to be an accountant while yeah. also playing for Man City at the weekend. So the other thing I'd like to say is that I think, in, in line with your last point, I actually believe that Jack Grealish is Molly May. And that's why he's not really grasping stuff because of all the backlash from that Stephen Bartlett podcast where he said that everyone's got the same 24 hours. I just oh. don't think, with all his modelling for Boohoo Man and being the creative director of, Bo- of Boohoo Little Thing, I just don't think Jack Grealish has <laughs> I just don't think Jack Grealish has the time to really understand Pep Guardiola's management system. Yeah. It's quite complicated with all the half spaces and the lines and stuff. Yeah, That's why Rodri loves it, for the lines. <laughs> Slander. That's such Slander. a cheap joke. I'm sorry. Who, we got, who else have we got as wingers? I've got. I'll just put mine in because I've put Sancho because, and then I've just written Gareth Southgate was right, and he's got a uh, zero point one two goals per ninety. And time Gareth Southgate has ever been right. <laughs> I, I I rate Gareth Southgate. I think Gareth Southgate's my underrated coach. I love a waistcoat. Absolutely loves a waistcoat. I love a waistcoat. Right. So my PE teacher is Gareth Southgate. And Sancho has 0.12 goals per 90 and uh, 0.15 assists per 90, which is just dog shit. Yeah, he's not, he's not, he's not doing And those are per 90 yeah. stats for he's a player who's coming on in like the 70th, 80th minutes. And so they're normally skewed upwards, not down. I think it's, it's, also, it's also made worse by the fact that someone, he's playing in the role that Marcus Rashford should be playing in. And this, it's the role that Marcus Rashford was really, really good in, where he's quite far out isolated on the left-hand side. And he's having to run at people and makes things. And Marcus Rashford was really good at it. Yeah. But then they've decided they've decided that Sancho can now do that, and he he's not as good. And then they've now switched to a system that involves playing zero wingers, and everyone plays through the middle, which doesn't suit any of them. Yeah, yeah. it's a losing situation for everyone involved. Bring back Holly. Uh, and now have we all said one winger? Oh, yes, I think so we've got our. I've got, I've got, I've got one left. I've Same. got this one on the left. Uh, I'll go, I'll go first. You go first. 
Uh, I've got Embuemo because I hate him. Oh. And then I've written, Embuemo is a stone in the sinking pocket of Ivan Tony's career. Championship player, goals per 90, second percentile among strikers. Second of all strikers. Do you get do you get paid every time you say percentile? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I've put goals per 90, 28th. Pass completion for forwards, 13th. Yeah. He's not very good. And then I've written incompetent enforcing Tony back into a creative role. This is the only thing I can say with this is that literally, and I hope to God this is true, that not no one in the world rates him Buemo. <laughs> but I hate him. So you seem to be I'm rated for tight for a little bit of time in fantasy football. People were putting him in. Yeah. I don't know if it was just because they had like favorable fixtures and they thought if Tony isn't scoring him, yeah, Buemo will be yeah. scoring and he just didn't. Uh, they won they won against Arsenal and then they drew like their next two games. And everyone thought, yeah. oh, Brentford are here to stay. It's that, and it's also because of the system they're playing where Mbwemo's forcing Tony back and running beyond him, people mm. would have thought that it, uh, Mbwemo has a much higher XG because he's the one taking all the shots and missing all the shots. So they would just think he's more likely to score than Tony, and Tony's more likely to get an assist. Yeah, the reality of this is that a lot of the time, Mbwemo is just nowhere, and Tony's isolated himself, holding up against an entire back four. Yeah. Or getting pocketed by Grant Hamley. Very Andrew? Wemo's a very good championship player. Um, well, <laughs> my right wing is Pepe. I think he's terrible. Yeah. I think he is so bad. Yeah, and absolutely. on Twitter, all you see is Arsenal fans overhype. Oh, when, when Pepe comes back this, when Pepe comes back that. They paid £72 million for him in 2018. And they're still uploading skill compilations from when he was playing in France. He's, he's, he's yeah. so bad he's so bad years and years of underwhelming performances and the Arsenal fans are still like oh he's amazing he plays yeah. so well for who's even played he was playing at AFCON he's, he's plays for uh, Ivory uh, Coast Ivory Coast the what? <laughs> the Ivory <So> Coast <laughs> playing for Ivory he isn't even, even young he's like 28 or something He's just he's the pro- the problem is is that it's the same with Maguire where because they bought him for seventy million they think yeah. he's at some point going to get good and he's not. They really they need to cut their losses on him. He's terrible. Like he actually is terrible. I've yeah. seen I've never seen him perform well, and I wonder how many goals he scored at his entire time at Arsenal. Probably six. Yeah, some somewhere in the range of five to ten. Yeah, and the, most of them probably come against. League Two sides that they play in the FA Cup early rounds. Whatever Fulham are in the league. Yeah, it's I I don't like him. I think he's I think he's rotten, and I think Arsenal fans overhype him. True. Right, let's make. I'd like to see some bets on how many goals he scored in his full career. In his, his full, full career. career, or his Arsenal career. His Arsenal career, three seasons he's played. He's played. He's only played three. Eight. Seasons. I would say. Yeah, I would say. This is league goals, by the way. Only league goals. Oh, only, only league, league goals. goals. Four. Hmm. I'll say six. Fifteen. No way. Go him. Huh? He scored oh, ten well goals. In, he scored <laughs> ten goals in the twenty twenty one season. He scored zero this year. There we are. Um, so at four point eight million a goal. What a bargain! Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> what a player. That's better than Buemo, man. Fuck me. Yeah, but no one's paying seventy five million for Buemo. So on a payroll basis, actually, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> This is, I actually really struggled with strikers. Oh, really? 
I could yeah. have 11 strikers. <laughs> I, so, I struggled with striker as well. You guys go first. On you, you go first, Andrew. Well, I picked Antonio because yeah. I think he's just strong. And that's it. Also, I think he's quite inconsistent, pretty injury prone. He goes through purple patches where he's like scoring every game and then goes into really, really, really poor patches where he's not scoring in like 10 games, like, not, like, even, not even assisting. Um, people always, I've, I've written down here, that people always seem to expect him to score even when he's playing badly. And I know this is more skewed to the fantasy side of it, but people just, there's people, swades people sub him in and captain him. And then there seems to be never like maybe one in he's 10 times. In the first three games. Yeah, one in, one in 10 times you bring him in and captain, captain him, he repays that captaincy. I just think he's just strong. He's also, he's not, the, the role that he's playing for West Ham isn't conducive to scoring 25 goals a season. That's yeah. not the type of player he is. He's up there to hold the ball up and win free kicks so that they can cross the ball into big people. Ironically, they've not been very good at that this season either. Mm-hmm. But he's the role that he's playing isn't being rewarded enough um, for like how highly people think of him. Like he's yeah. not he's not scoring consistently since you know the first couple of games, and West Ham's goals are coming from all over the place, but not him. He's not assisting or scoring. So. Yeah, I think he is. I think he. I think he's maybe an un, slightly underrated assister. And I think. I think I, the only thing I'll comment on. I think maybe he could be overrated, but I think the only thing I'll comment on is that he's actually slightly. I would say he's probably slightly more of a versatile and capable player on the ball than people realize. And I wouldn't. And I'd say he's more than just a, a, a target man. And the only reason I won't disagree with you is because obviously I put him in my underrated team, so maybe I'm one of the people overrating him. And so that might be the issue here. Mm. So I won't go into any. You can go back. You can watch our first podcast. It's on Spotify if you want to hear that went. Ollie Watkins went down the tree. Uh, huge Ryan Bednarek fans. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I just say that um, uh, I think he's quite a versatile player. That's all I'd say. Maybe not the best. but I would just say the only argument I think you could have against them being overrated is the fact that West Ham are actively trying to sign a different striker, which shows that even they have kind of realised that maybe he's not incredible. But, for, yeah, a lot of people... Ha- well, they also don't have any a, backup, a backup striker. striker. It's like Antonio or yeah, play a midfielder. Or Jesse Lingard. They should be signing Jesse Lingard. They should have. The other thing I'll say is... Uh, uh, I think he's underrated, and even I don't think he's incredible. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably that's, that's probably that's enough point there. to follow. Uh, I've uh, I uh, I did what I usually do, and I wrote down my opinions, and then and then scribbled them out. So I put brackets, can't think of one, and then I've written Lakaka, and then I've written uh, Marcus Rashford, and then I've scored that out and written and written did feed the kids though. So uh, I think I'll stick with Lakaka because yeah. I just don't think. I don't know. I think he is really good, but there's something about when I watch him, I just don't feel it. I don't know what that means, but I, I've never watched, I never felt like Lukaku's ever dominating in any game I've seen, seen him in. And I think he's, descri- he's described in a sort of dominating light that I don't think actually plays out. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think yeah. I think you're right because he's to, well, tie in, tie in with one of my overrated strikers. He's playing 
in an incorrect role for who he is. Yeah, true. And why overage strikers is Kane, who I think Conte is trying to play him like he's Lukaku, like he's this kind of like you know target man finisher. But the problem mm-hmm. is Chelsea needs someone like Kane who's able to drop off and facilitate uh, players like Mount and that going forward. Because you've got Reese James and Chilwell creating pretty much all of Chelsea's goals, which is great, but that shouldn't be the only place you can score goals from is wing backs. Like also Chelsea are trying to play him as sort of this fixed focal point backboard thing, kind of similar to Antonio, where he looks like a big guy, so like surely he's a target man. And mm-hmm. actually, Lukaku needs quite a bit of like creative players around him, which of course Chelsea has a like a lack of in central yeah. areas creation. But he needs someone to create a good opportunity for him to get ball to his feet running downhill. That's yeah. what you need. You need Lukaku steam train mode running downhill at a centre back who'll panic, he'll win fouls, he'll do like he, stuff will happen there. So I don't think he's a completely useless player. But with all of that considered, he's not a complete striker. He's also he's like not if you he's striker. just been plugged into this Chelsea system, and that's proven he's not a complete striker yeah. because his stats so far this season are worse than when Higuain played for Chelsea. <laughs> That's damning. Yeah. That is damning. And I saw that in a meme. So that's that's he just he's just he's just not Diego Costa. And that's what they really Yeah, need. he's they not yeah. Diego Costa, but he's not. Andrew Newcastle should have signed Costa. Newcastle should have signed Diego Costa instead of Chris Wood. If Arsenal signed Diego Costa, I'll love that. There was rumors about some I can't remember who it was. Was it Arsenal? If Arsenal Arsenal apparently getting one of free, which would be great. <laughs> I see not like 38. Oh, who, who cares? So Placing Aubameyang with Diego, Diego Costa is like the biggest flipping personality there's ever been. Love it. I love yeah. Diego Costa. He's so funny. He is. He is. Me, who, who is your D striker? Have you picked your most? So, so my two my two strikers that I've got in my 4-4-2 system is Kane and to a lesser extent, because he's not as much of a striker as Havertz, but I do think Havertz is a massive overrated fraud. He's he was was he 80 million as well? He was 80 million. Um, I remember clearly at the time Andrew and Taylor telling me that Havertz is going to revolutionize the Prem and be the best player that anyone's ever seen, and that has absolutely not come to be called out. Andrew, I want to hear a defense. Listen, when I see him, when I seen him play against Rangers for what was it, Leverkusen, he was so good, he was actually so good. And I watched their next game. I watched their next game. I can't remember who it was against, and he was still so good. I think it's just a consequence of playing in the Bundesliga. They look really, really good, and then they play. Then they move to like a more competitive league than the yeah. Bundesliga, um, and they either just fail to sort of adapt or just don't look as good. I think it's also he's still it's, very young. It's so the Lever, it's the Leverkusen, the position that he he played for Bayer Leverkusen. Is now I think is it Pat? It's Patrick Schick that plays it now, isn't it, or is it someone else? I think it's Florian Verts. Okay, so whoever is one, one of, of the, these other great strikers, they're now being they're now being rumored to be like worth fifty million because the position that he played for Bayer Leverkusen allows him to do lots of really really good and exciting things with the ball. But at Chelsea, where he's given a more defined role, he's kind of found out in that he's not very creative. Like he's not creating, he's not playing brilliant passes through to anyone. Mm-hmm. He's not fantastic on the ball, running at people, and he's not a very good finisher. So it's kind of like where do you where do you slot him into a Chelsea team that needs certain things from certain positions? And I think I think he looks so out of place. You need that at the elite level. Yeah, especially but when I was when I seen him, 
the way that Leverkusen played him was they kind of played him like a central midfielder at times. Like he would yeah. just sort of glide by people, and then they brought on at halftime they brought on Leon Bailey, and Leon mm. Bailey actually just sprinted by everyone. Yeah. It would be like Havertz would glide past midfielders in the centre, and then a long ball, and Bailey would just run really, really quickly and get on the end of it, and then cross it into whoever the striker was. I can't remember if, if it was actually Havertz, and he was just playing very, very deep, mm. or if it was someone that I just can't remember. Yeah, he was playing like a centre-forward slash centre-attacking mid kind of bit. Like, he was like almost like a false nine. Yeah. He just he's yeah, he's not he's not playing there for Chelsea. And I just he, think in the Bundesliga you can afford to play people who aren't messy like they're Lionel Messi. Yeah. I mean, like you can give it you can give anyone a you can give fucking what's his name? You can give any like that Lanzini guy that you said was it Manuel Lanzini? Manuel Lanzini. Yeah. yeah. If you gave him a was free role, as a as a striker in that game and yeah, he was actual I was everywhere to be honest it was really weird that a striker was playing absolutely everywhere and then he came up against the brick wall that is Grant Hanley and he just couldn't do anything yeah he got absolutely pocketed by Norwich and then the next week against uh, Newcastle um, Lascelles had him like he's just (laughs) (laughs) he's not he's not very good Uh, the other thing I'd like to say is that this is similar to the point we made about Ben White coaching how situations can make players who can play their role thing. Mm-hmm. Holes can make players look like more than the some of their parts type thing. And when you take them out and put them in a, a really high-pressure situation, like Ben White in his first few games at Arsenal or whatever, it, you can get found out to, to, to be sort of your parts rather than the sum of them. Chappie's just hanging out. Um, so that is our teams. Anyone... Any one of them shit? I thought this went... There was a, some disagreement. My Christensen pick wasn't loved, but I also had to... Andrew still got to do a striker, don't you? No, I, I'm on with Antonio. First. He went oh, first. We talked about Antonio. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So I, I, I had Christensen, but I also had two Man United right-backs. I think we could have all had every Man United player in our team. No one had Maguire, but that's because Maguire's... Well, he's so not over... He, he, yeah, he's not he, rated he, Like, if this was last year... Maybe I would have Maguire in it because he was getting, you know, World Hang One stuff and yeah, he was playing was he was playing, you know, some games okay for Man United, some games really bad, and he was still getting talked about like he was you know, like Virgil Van Dyke to yeah, do like some incredible. Um, but now but now no one gives a shit and he's terrible. So which yeah. is true. Uh Rangers are signing a Man United player on loan who is also now not overrated in my book. Um <laughs> <laughs> Diallo. No so, way, really. Rangers are getting him on a, a six-month loan with no That's option it. to buy, which seems a bit of a weird deal, but I guess it's the strength until summer. But I think that's a pretty good deal for, for Rangers. He, hopefully he's creative, because you guys need that shit. That's what Rangers... Rangers need that badly. I, where does he... Is he a right wing? No, he's a right back, isn't he? Diallo? Yeah. You're thinking of Dalot. No, I'm thinking of the Italian, the Italian guy. Diallo. I'm mad... Diallo. No, Cammy, that's Spinazzola, the most under... <laughs> was- Ahmad Diallo is from the Ivory Coast. Oh, right. Yeah, it's not what I'm thinking of. It must be Diallo. Um, I don't... I don't know what the what his position is, I think. It must be a right wing. That's the it only says place on I can... Mob. It says on Fault Mob what people are. You need a right wing badly as well. Who are you playing? Rangers, Rangers needs a right wing. You're playing like a blonde guy. Well, give us Scotty Wright. Scott Wright. Give us no. Scott Wright. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think I think they were all I think they were all very good. And now we're devolving into a conversation about Rangers. Shall I say goodbye? Yeah. Right winger. Goodbye.